0: I'm Chad Ruthermond. and I'm Andy Kinnick, and welcome to No Clip Pocket. If you're not satisfied, we'll eat our hat. Today, we're going to be talking about Device Six, which was developed by Simogo and released on iOS devices in 2013. And I, Simogo, for me is getting dangerously close to the can-do-nothing-wrong <laughs> sort of, like, sphere. Uh, admittedly, the only two games I've played are the ones that we've talked about on Pocket, but both of them have completely blown my socks off and <laughs> into the next state. Like, I I really enjoyed this game.
1: Yeah, we we kind of are doing this anyway just by talking about their games, but I would like to give them a shout-out as a developer, like... If you've been listening to our podcast and haven't checked them out, do so.
0: Yeah. If you're like, oh, well, Pocket, who cares? Uh, I'll just listen to this, whatever, and then not play the game. Play this game and then go back and play Gear Walk also, because both of them are really, really good. So the thing that I wanted to talk about that doesn't wholly center around the game, as is seemingly like my new habit every time that we do a pocket episode is I want to start somewhere disjointed and then come into the game, uh, uh, is writing in video games, uh, which if you've played device six, you can already tell where I'm going with this, but video games, the medium that we've chosen to talk about, uh, every week ever for the last several years, it's a medium that's very action based. Right. Like you expressing control over something else and writing games is something that is often maligned. We just talked about Symphony of the Night, Mm -hmm. which would have gone up like a week ago at this point. Yeah, it's
1: not as much so these days, but definitely took a long time to get any
0: good. Yeah, there was a very few <laughs> stories prior to, like the mid two thousands that people were like, "Oh yeah, this is great. This is a I would write the novel adaptation of this." Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's always kind of taken a backseat to other elements of games, and I, part of that is just the industry getting its footing, and other parts of that are the people who are who are good writers aren't looking for jobs in the tech field. Uh, so it's really interesting. To see a game like Device 6 that not only puts writing at the forefront, but then also integrates it as the, like, primary means of engaging with the game.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a few notes relating to that sort of stuff as well at the top of my list. I feel like this game is a combination between, like, a simple text adventure and, like, a choose-your-own-adventure book, kind of. It's basically like you took a le- like a chapter of a book and you made it a level in a video game. It's kind of what it feels like. Uh, the text you had to like scroll through it on the screen and it like becomes like this linear path mm-hmm. that you can like go back and forth on and it's like a really cool concept.
0: yeah, the fact that the the words, like the physical words themselves become your like map through an area. Uh, the 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 narrative of the game itself, like the actual point A to point B story deals with this in a more literal way, which we'll get into in a minute. but just thinking of like when you read a book or a story of any kind really, it describes what the protagonist is doing to you. Uh, and so, it's all set like you aren't influencing the protagonist's movements when you're reading a book Mm -hmm. which saying out loud it seems stupid but the thing with this game is that you can you can influence which parts of it you're interacting with at any given time and it's even difficult to tell from like a literal standpoint whether or not like Anna, the character, is going back and forth in these areas, or if she is like supposed to be linearly solving these things by recalling things from before, right? Uh, you don't have like a perfect inner monologue uh not that she's uh, like an unreliable narrator but you don't know everything that she's thinking or doing at any given time so anything is kind of possible there Yeah you're
1: definitely very much a separate entity in the fiction of the game that yeah. she
0: is <laughs> In the fiction of the game you were very literally a yeah. separate entity
1: <laughs> But like while you're playing it does kind of feel like a blurred thing mm-hmm. at points
0: and to me, that's that's probably the most interesting thing about the game. I think between that and the like, the the visual and sound design of it uh, are are the things that really stand out. But the groundbreaking part of the story or of the of the game itself is this like text. In everything is text based, not mm-hmm. just text based like an adventure game, but like strictly text to do everything, yeah, except for the occasional images. Yeah, as a as a graphic design
1: person, uh, that really stood out to me, like right off the bat, because I had to take like multiple classes specifically just on typography, mm. and the the this almost feels like it could have been a project or like somebody who was like a head creative person on this game had to have been a design person oh, yeah. because like the text itself, I don't know if they had like an algorithm or something. Cause I feel like this would have been pointlessly difficult to do. Otherwise all the text is justified in such a way that none of the words get cut off in the middle and they're like hyphenated to the next line. Like everything ends up in, like, a perfect block of text. Right. Uh, and I, did, I just thought that was really impressive and was probably took was really hard to do, and <laughs> most people won't notice or appreciate that. But um, And I really love how the text, like, they play with it and how the text will mimic what the character is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, the really standout one is the spiral staircase. Yep. But, like, even in the first level, it's like, you're going down it like it's a normal block of text and then it like turns to the side and goes in like a like a line and then it's like then she rounded the corner and then the text turns and it's a real simple thing you know if you just take that one specific moment on its own but a lot of different little things like that kind of add up into this cool experience
0: and i have to imagine that there are people out there who would probably be really annoyed at having to continually rotate their phone But as people who know me are aware, my, like, favorite book is House of Leaves, which does this kind of shit anyway, and Mm -hmm. just a regular book, and so I'm kind of used to that. In addition to that, uh, there's also the, uh, like, the internal monologue, which is written in italics and is, like, separated from the main text, Mm -hmm. uh, which also forces you to sort of, like, because your vision is limited by the screen as it scrolls, and so to progress through it, you have to either scroll or stop, meaning that sometimes when that text is is above the, like, main narrative text of the story, you have to do this, like, back-and-forth scrolling mm-hmm. uh, to sort of, like, get both things at the same time. And they kind of cleverly... I'm assuming this was all intentional, uh, but they they cleverly put it so that you can't read the whole sentence, then go back and read the other one. Mm-hmm. You have to like either commit and scroll past a bunch of text and then come back and read it, mm-hmm. or try and read both sentences in the middle, which makes it like artificially more confusing than it normally would be. Yeah, And that feels really on brand with what the game is going yeah, for. Yeah, that annoyed
1: me a lot <laughs> while I was uh, going through levels, but... Yeah, it felt kind of cheeky. They were, like you could almost feel the hand of the designer, like pointing and laughing at you. Yeah. Like, Haha, <laughs> you want to smoothly read between these two things, and I won't
0: let you. I wonder if uh, because I played this on an iPhone, uh, I assume that the aspect ratio is just locked, no matter what device you're on. That would uh, make sense. But yeah, I, I was because I, I doubt that if you put this on an iPad, that the text would take up more. Or it would be larger, but it probably wouldn't scroll differently, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, it might be worth looking into. Uh, I feel
1: like it has to be the same, Mm -hmm. because it definitely feels like it's designed around it, like how the text is spaced, and I don't think that would change between devices.
0: But uh, the other thing is that I ended up, and I feel like Samogo just want you always to have a notepad when you're playing their games. Mm -hmm. Uh, I happen to use a different, uh, like just another like Apple product to write <laughs> up all of my notes on, uh, and have them here. And it gets like, it, it's very similar to the notes that I took for a uh, year walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't imagine playing this game, uh, without something to to write down, yeah. to remember things, because there's so much text going on. It's not like in a Resident Evil game where you're like, the solution, the lock to the door code is 213, and then you just go in your head, you're like, okay, 213, it's 213, and then you walk, chanting 213 to yourself, to the door, and then put it in. Like, in this one, in order to get to the place you need to insert it, you have to go through text to right. do it. So it seems like there would be a ton of moving back and forth mm-hmm. uh, if you didn't write it down. Yeah,
1: I, I also have notes on the back of this page. Uh, yeah, that's just a thing. That, yeah, that they clearly seem to just like doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know we're both on the same page of just being into that. And it, that combined with the moving the phone around to like read the text in all its various orientations. It's just something I really like. I like It feels more active, like the really making use of the phone. Uh, I know this keeps coming up when we talk about phone games, but I think Samogo might have uh, firmly established... The, yeah, they may have firmly grasped <laughs> the uh, art of
0: designing for phones. Yeah, I, I think that there's... If you look at our catalog that we've done on mobile games, which is fairly short. Uh, I don't think we've done any for the main podcast uh, and we've done five or six for uh, Pocket. And the games we choose to talk about are ones where it is relevant to say this plays on a phone like it cannot play anywhere else. And that's kind of the separating factor. If a game can be played on another device it's probably better on that device <laughs> yeah whereas with the phone it's like if if there's something that really takes advantage of the hardware like this or to some extent even um uh, monima Valley did mm-hmm. uh definitely simulacra uh, those things just play really well on with the like with the hardware right and and it, it is like i think that's just the secret yeah i, th- I think well, you're gonna make a good phone game yeah and
1: the, th- the thing is though that there are a lot of other touchscreen devices now. like I feel like this would just be better if played on an iPad like you know, yeah, same thing with similar well, not simulacra because it's specifically supposed to be on a phone mm-hmm. uh, but so that's like a unique case. But like <laughs> yeah, I feel like things like Monument Valley and this would be better on an iPad, but that's kind of like splitting hairs, I guess a little bit. Yeah, to
0: some extent, but yeah, I just like things touch screen devices, particularly ones that are like that have a gyro function mm-hmm. in them, uh, that that kind of thing. Like the, those devices that really take advantage of it. That's that's been the the theme so far, right? Uh, but you were saying uh, a little bit
1: earlier, like to go going having to go back and forth through the text mm-hmm. if you didn't write certain things down. And that was one thing that I wanted to comment on is, like, not really liking in this game. That if something is giving you trouble and you have to go back and look for stuff, going back and forth through the text feels like backtracking in, like, a r- r- really bad form. Right. And uh, Comparing it to, like, something like Simulacra... Uh, That it felt really natural in that game because you're already so used to the phone interface. Yeah, like the idea of going through your phone for stuff, so you don't really think about it in that game. But in this one, like having to scroll back through the text
0: is really annoying. Mm. Because even if. Because I, I think that their intention was, they give the locations these really evocative names, the wall of life and death and shit, mm-hmm. and you, you see that, and there's, like, a gray bar, and you're supposed to be able to look at that, look at the bar, and know where you are, like, physically, Uh Without having to actually read the text, but... They do a good job with that. They do. I never really connected with it. Like, the oh, yeah. the titles of, of locations didn't really stick with me throughout, so I, I made, like, a spatial map in my head, and that's kind of how... I was like, how long ago was this? It was, like, X minutes, so I probably have to scroll through for, like, this many seconds to get back to where mm-hmm. I am, and just kind of figured it out through there. There were a couple, like, problem areas for me. The The bears... Having to go back to the bears to listen to their dialogue again uh, was a little tedious because they were so far away
1: from the Mm -hmm. the keypad. That was the roughest part for me. Like, that puzzle didn't click with me at all because I didn't understand the concept that they're, like, talking to each other on phones. Like, I thought they were talking to me, like, the Mm -hmm. character, or, you know. Um,. And it took me a long time to work out, like, what was
0: going on. Yeah, I I made, like, three trips back to the Bears before I realized that I was getting different dialogue, depending on which direction I was coming from. And I I realized it was because I was pressing a button and then pressing the second button to initiate the call. Yeah,
1: I thought that was actually smartly designed. Because when you come to it the first time, you're going to click the one on the left first. Right. And then when you get to the thing and it doesn't work, you come back and you're probably going to do the one on the right first mm-hmm. and it's going to be different dialogue the th- yeah, the thing for me was just figuring out like what they were like. Yeah. They, they were talking to each other just did not click with me.
0: There's a, I kind of want to dive a little bit into uh, some of the more like designed elements here uh, with The And the Bears are really what, like, sold it for me more than any other part of the game. But this game is, like, actually kind of creepy in a way I wasn't expecting when I went into it. It's got kind
1: of like a, like, 50s or 60s, like, future paranoia, Mm -hmm. sci-fi kind of a thing going on. Like, yeah, I want to say, like, 60s, like, secret... Government or something, you know, like weird, like some Big Brother's watching you, kind of a feeling.
0: Yeah, it's like the milkman level from Psychonauts, but yeah, not a par- yeah <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Good comparison. It, it's it's real weird, yeah, because it does have that fifties aesthetic, but they've like established that that's not the time period where it takes place. Like mm-hmm. they they come out and say that it's like a modern uh, setting, and so there's this. There's, like, a an, an anachronistic quality to it. But then in addition to that, they also put in all of this, like, stuff. Just, like, things that are unsettling. Destroyed mannequins. Uh, the, the screaming doll. The guy who repeatedly plays the same song over and over again. That are, like, creepy in, like, sort of an off-putting, like, Stepford Wives, Uncanny mm-hmm. Valley kind of way. And I think that they nail that, even though the game sort of puts itself, sets itself up, like its aesthetic is going to be this, like, spy thing. Like, it it feels like James Bond, but then you go into it, and suddenly you're like, you have the isolated, terrified atmosphere of, like, a mist game or something. Mm -hmm. It's real good. Also, the bear's voices really gave me like remi- we're reminiscent of uh, the radio guy from PT. Yeah, there's that it feels like it's being played
1: on like a like an old record player like there's this staticky kind of unclear quality to the sound. Yep, and I love it. I love it a lot. Mhm. No, oh, yeah, definitely like A+ on the uh, like aesthetics and the theming like that. It almost kind of gave me like a theme park animatronics kind of vibe specifically with the bears. Like there's these little scenarios that were set up for you in that kind of way. Like it's all like manufactured
0: as like a a weird thing for you to go through. Yeah, and that's I I even really liked um if you sit there on the screen with the uh guy playing the song, Mm. there it it like scrolls the lyrics by as well as like all this technical information about like what is happening. You can with the see song. the sound waves, yeah. Too. And the, there's like the the chorus of the song is like it's Anna, sweet Anna, but it says like it's and then insert name like it's it's calling a variable in, right? And that ties in with all of the other sort of uh. But what the game, like, in the epilogue refers to is like, unencrypted information or something uh, that's being sent to uh, the player character as opposed to Anna herself. And it's, like, it, it, that stuff being peppered throughout the game, uh, it really drove the intrigue and made it more interesting than if it was just, like, a straightforward linear room escape type thing. Yeah, it, it kind of gave me, like, Coraline vibes if
1: uh, you remember that movie well enough or have read the book, uh, like where she goes into the other world and then like the people have the button eyes, which already makes them feel fake. Yeah. The uh, other mother. Yeah. And the the dad makes up a song about her and like, you know, it's like everything's catered to her to get her to try to stay. Mm-hmm. And like this has a different atmosphere than that, but like everything's kind of targeted at you mm-hmm. specifically. It's, it's like personalized. Yeah.
0: In a creepy way. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, And I'm glad that they chose to do it in this, like, second-person type uh, perspective. Because that works in this because you are sort of, kind of, perceiving yourself as Anna when playing. But the game explicitly sets you up as a separate entity outside of that. Mm -hmm. So you get the personalized thing that Anna is experiencing... More or less firsthand, without having to go through the, all the hoops, like the like the earthbound, like entering your name over the course of the game and having it show up at the end, or like uh, even in simulacra they do it where if you enter your name into certain things, it'll pop things up. Like right, you don't have to jump through any weird uh, like do any weird setups. You can just have it, and it works. Yeah, (laughs) So I I, I really liked that.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit of a reach, but it almost kind of makes me think of, like, Obra Dinn, where, like, you almost kind of feel like you're a detective who's, like, able to relive this event that happened to another person.
0: I mean, if we're stretching just for uh, sweet episode callbacks, it's almost kind of like playing uh, Night Trap when you're the scat agent (laughs) watching... (laughs) <laughs> the kids through the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you definitely feel
1: like you're, like, almost like you're researching, like, the events of a
0: case or something. Yeah, and once again, because it's presented in that text form. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one thing I wanted to mention is that this game is much easier than Year Walk was, at least in my experience. Uh, I Completely the opposite for me. <laughs> uh, I...
1: I have in my notes here that the puzzles really didn't click with me at first. Uh, It got easier as it went along, but I I found myself constantly misinterpreting things and having to go back and forth and check things like a bunch of times. Like it was very like not a smooth curve for
0: me. This has to be like, there needs to be some kind of no-clip psychological study, because I remember having this conversation on the Year Walk episode, and talking about how I thought your Walk was really hard, mm-hmm. and you were like, I just kind of breezed through it in about ten minutes, you dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's just like a style of puzzle that is in yeah. this game that isn't in the other one. I feel like it would
1: make sense that I would deal better at absorbing visual information, in that your reading comprehension's probably better than mine.
0: This could track. It might be a verbal
1: versus visual thing, but uh, like one of the first puzzles I remember, it was like in the room of the Renaissance man, and like I had to look that part up because apparently like there was the the picture had like Leonardo da Vinci in it, and I don't think I ever saw him in that picture at all. Like I don't think I ever noticed that.
0: It wasn't a visual thing. I think they stated in the text. Oh, Uh,
1: okay. Then I didn't go back and read it. or it was like
0: a a dialogue thing yeah and
1: then there was something where you had to like look at what like radio station like that the audio was was coming through on and remember going to it and it just said 12 in the corner so i was like oh it's 12 and then i went and put that in and it was wrong and i scrolled back to it and looked at it and it was like it had the 12 and then it changed to a different number and Mm -hmm. i'm like i didn't understand why that happened And like, so like there was a lot there, there were a lot of not very smooth instances like that for me. And then the bear thing right after that, like, I kind of disliked the game at first (laughs) because it was like a rough start for me. It was really obtuse. Yeah. Yeah. But it
0: got, it got better as it went along for sure. The the explanation for that one, by the way, is that it's a security camera and you need to find the channel that has the, uh, that, that is showing the room with the radio Mm. is what it is. Uh, but that kind of thing is exactly what I get a rock hard ranger for. (laughs) I I didn't notice that it was changing. Like, I swear every
1: other time I looked at it, it just had, like, the static image on it. With a 12. 12. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There were a couple of places where that did happen, where there was something that was clearly, like, scheduled to occur at a time. And I was either too fast or too slow. Yep. And just, like missed whatever it was like the important information mm-hmm. uh, yeah because the there are a couple of these the i have i have something here okay i accidentally did the backwards audio thing on my first go through like i discovered the room mm-hmm. before or like after i had just randomly set it to the backwards audio one yeah
1: i did the same thing
0: and i did uh i cut the like, I, I think it was like the statue thing and the garden part uh, I, I caught like on my first walk through or whatever, mm-hmm. and there were lots of hints that were there that threw me off because they were for things I already knew. Uh, we probably just move this chair. Yeah, we should probably yeah, not have that chair there. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I I thought it was a little bit easier than your walk, uh, but... I can see also it being difficult. Mhm. Yeah. Your walk has
1: more like Yeah, it's more it's just absorbing visual information in that game where this you have to like go back and reread stuff, which to me is maybe not necessarily like harder, but more of a hassle, mm-hmm. which
0: makes it feel harder to me. It made my notes a lot more concise, for yeah. what it's worth, because the ones in your walk were all, like, illustrations <laughs> right. and shit. Uh.
1: Uh, so, we've talked a lot, or at least you opened with talking about the writing in the game, so, uh we haven't really touched on the story.
0: That's what I, I was thinking, exactly the same thing. Uh, and I'm I, plugged into your device, too, right now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Uh, I overall like, like it, but
1: kind of f- found myself wanting a little bit more, uh, like a little bit more intrigue sprinkled in there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like a trail of breadcrumbs of like <laughs> actually trying to figure out what's going on. Like that stuff picked up, like once you run into the hat man or whatever he's called, uh, agent the,
0: two, two, four, seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted a little bit more of, like, that kind of stuff. Of, like, cracking the... Finding the man behind the curtain kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, I can I can get that. I think, um... How do I want to describe this? The narrative is weird because it is written as a book and played as a game. And because of that, it has, like, a deterministic sort of, like, beginning, middle, end. Uh, but the... Narrative and the the situation you're in when you're experiencing it, i.e., playing a video game, makes you, and not only that, but a puzzle solving game. Like, you want to figure out this mystery. Mm-hmm. You're like, God damn it, I am MI6's greatest. Why am I not right. the one who's figuring this yeah, stuff and out? The
1: story downplays those elements, I feel like. Mm hmm. Like, a lot. Yeah, like, Anna herself doesn't really seem all that concerned with figuring things out in that way.
0: Mm -hmm. I I think it's because Anna doesn't have the context that the player has. Mm -hmm. Because you, Player 249, have, like, the extra information about the devices that are coming up. Mm -hmm. And so you know something is up. And it dawns on you, I want to say fairly early, that... The like that you are in some way influencing Anna through the things that they're describing. You, you at least know after the first three chapters that she has like something implanted in her, or she's going through like a simulation, uh, because of the way that the, the thing is told. Mm-hmm. And I think it is good, I like it, I like the story, mm-hmm. but I agree that I wish there was more. Payoff? not necessarily i'm okay with how vague it is when it ends mm-hmm. what i'm less okay about is the fact that there was less sort of like digging that you the player could do like it's i guess it's kind of stupid to like want just more meta garbage all over <laughs> the game but i wanted a little more meta garbage yeah
1: it does not have to be like a ton mm-hmm. but like a little bit more would have been nice like some secrets to find yeah like, the, uh, like with the mask, I'm not suggesting that they keep the mask the rest of the game, but like another mechanic like that where you can reveal some kind of secret path mm-hmm. or something would be cool.
0: Yeah, because the bridge sequence was a cool sequence. Mm-hmm. Cause, that was my favorite chapter. Yeah, that, I mean, that was very good. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to mention about the writing uh, before we, like... <laughs> Comple- we go through the whole story. Yeah, uh, is a, is the basically the very beginning of the game because one of the things that the game consistently does that narratively speaking doesn't have a ton of weight to it. Uh, it's just sort of like evocative and there for. Jokes, I'm not sure, is the the little interstitial bits in between chapters where they like give you a survey. Mm-hmm. I that was maybe, I think the most genius move that this game has is that the first survey asks you details about what you just did. Mm-hmm. So even though you don't know whether or not it's going to have any bearing on what you do, throughout the rest of the game, you now are clued in to, like, pay more attention to things. Right. And then they can start introducing clues earlier and further away from their eventual solutions, and you'll know to pay attention to them. Right. Uh, I thought that was, that was really good. That was use of the writing in a really good way. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't, as far as I know, it doesn't really tie into anything at all no and it does
1: it kind of relates to what we were just talking about where it gets you more curious and like wondering like why they're basically showing you like rorschach tests with like the bugs bugs. and stuff yeah like it gets your mind going on that level in a way that it kind of doesn't deliver on
0: yeah, I did. I attempted to meet those at face value as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Like in the first chapter, it's like, which of these do you think best describes the previous chapter? A circle, a triangle, or a square? And I was like, try, I was like sitting there, going like, well, logically, <laughs> if you went this way and then you put the two pieces together, it's kind of like a triangle, right? Like, mm-hmm. and but then by the end of the game, I was kind of like. I don't see any way that a rational person could be like moth versus beetle. Like, it doesn't. It may one of these means doubt. Yeah, they're definitely just supposed to be like psychological things. Mm-hmm. Which which harks to uh, the the really good sequences that did a similar thing in uh, Until Dawn, but had I, I think equally no like. Yeah. Value as far as, like, gameplay. I the don't remember, gameplay. yeah, in that circumstance, but... I don't know. Little tiny things, small details being changed would have been... Would have gone a long way to make those feel more relevant.
1: Yeah. Or, like, them being referenced at all. Like, if, if something that you said felt like it came up in the story later... Mm-hmm that could have been just enough even if it happened only once for like to feel like a payoff i think
0: so how did you feel about the fact that at the end of the story you're just shot and murdered wasn't that anna that was killed yeah anna gets killed in the end okay well it's hard to separate yeah, yeah, yeah. um
1: I, I it felt like a fitting end to me at least based on my perception of what kind of story it was um, I, I don't really have that much, like, deeper thoughts on it. It just kind of felt like an appropriate... If this was just a book, mm-hmm. I felt like that would have felt like an appropriate end. Because she never really... Like, she knows too much, and then they're, so they're going to, like, snuff her out. It, it feels like it makes sense. Like, in the context... Of the game, though, where it feels like I'm witnessing it, it does have, like, a weirder kind of connotation that I don't quite
0: understand. That's that's what I was mostly digging for, yeah. I
1: think. like Because I don't know if we, as the player, kind of relate more to the guy in the hat as somebody behind the scenes, or if we relate to more as somebody in Anna's situation, right. or if there's a difference there at all.
0: Yeah, I, I get the impression that you, like... Two four seven bowler hat man, hat man hat man goes through the situation that you're in, uh-huh. you Andy, with Agent two four six or player two four six. so it's like every other Yeah, so like the first person would just go through it and then every person after that would watch each person's thing going through it mm-hmm. and they send the puzzle inputs to them. Right. And and back, so on and so forth, which would theoretically mean that, like, Device 7, which isn't what the, that would be called because it has a specific meaning in the game, but Device 6-2 dash or whatever, the sequel, uh-huh. would be number 250, watching you, Andy, play through the simulation. Right. Uh, which would be... Wild and cool if they could <laughs> pull it off in, like, yeah, an interesting way. Device 6, <laughs> <laughs> <If> I, <laughs> Uh Lightning returns. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, it would be cool. But, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I'm... Because I thought it made sense that she got killed. Whether or not she's actually... I assume that she was actually killed because she was experiencing something totally different than a gunshot to the head. Uh Uh-huh. So she's, like, under active simulation, and then she's actually murdered. Yeah. Uh, It does
1: kind of... I feel like there is a direct parallel, but I I can't think of it on the spot. But it feels like they're doing an experiment where they're doing this over and over again to kind of, like, perfect whatever it is they're trying to achieve, like, they keep sending things through the simulation and gathering data on it to try mm-hmm. to end up with, like, a perfect result. Like, a perfect Android or something. <laughs> what, whatever their sci-fi corporation goal might be. Yeah, their product.
0: Because the way that it's it's described is basically, like, the devices, the various devices that mm-hmm. all are receivers for Device 6, I believe, uh, like, simulate consciousness and the goal was to make you the player perceive anna as having free will right like a turing test right whether that means anna isn't even a person i don't know like yeah she might just be like a a robot or even just a concept on a page right which is what she actually is but narratively (laughs) it's hard it's hard to tell yeah uh But, like, I I don't know. Like, I love that aspect of it. The fact that it is so uh, open-ended. But uh, I I felt like the ending could have implicated more, even without necessarily telling you more. Right. I would agree with that. That's what I have on the story. It was good. Funds marketing. (laughs) 40 minutes.
1: Uh, I think the only other thing that I wanted to comment on is just that the, the main character's name was Anna, and that was the case in Simulacra as well.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh an
1: observation.
0: Yeah, that is a... I mean, it is a common name, but because we've decided to talk about both and both have other similarities, it's a little... Uh, we might be brands and Vets.
1: <laughs> it's very on theme with the story, too. It
0: really is. We're in the no clip universe right now, mm-hmm. the no clip cinematic <laughs> universe. Uh, I did also want to mention just briefly before we uh, we finish up that I thought the sound design was really good as well. Yeah, uh, it takes a lot from the sort of ambience, ambiance uh, that your walk had uh, with really similar sort of like moving uh, stereo channel movement and sounds Mm -hmm. uh, and that was all cool and there but also the amount of work that seems to have gone into like putting together all of the little sound clips and like the spooky voices and stuff and then like that guy wrote a goddamn song for it and it was pretty good (laughs) yeah yeah i I enjoyed that part a lot yeah like i think i think all of the, the the music and sound effects were used in a way that like Because they all had to mean something, and the fact that it did and worked and never was too confusing is, like, a huge thumbs up for me.
1: Yeah, it's really tightly designed, for sure.
0: Uh, Do we have (laughs) final thoughts?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I was talking about the design of it, like, the graphic design of the text and how I really like that it feels like you've turned the chapter of a book into a level in a game. And I think they really play with that concept and really, I think, nail it. And it really makes you want to see another game, try a similar thing. Like, I think there's something like like a sub genre could be created from this. Like, I think it's a cool idea. It's like an interactive, not just an interactive story, but like literally like, an interactive book. Uh, It's hard to describe uh, as as if you're describing it to somebody that's never played it before. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's a really unique concept and I think they do it really well. And, uh, yeah, I just want to see... I'd like to see more. And I've said similar things about Year year Walk. I think Samogo makes a lot of really cool, unique games. And... I'd like to see other studios kind of try similar concepts.
0: Yeah. I uh, agree with all of those things. Um, but putting Final Thoughts together in this game is like not super easy for me. <laughs> no. I think, I, yeah. I think that we kind of dumped a lot of what we thought of really early. I have very little for this game that is not praise. Uh, and it's... I don't know, like the fact that it's 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 short. It's not too bad as far as like just playing it goes. It's pretty uh, intuitive, all things considered. It's cheap. It's really fucking good and unique. I just recommend it to like anybody uh, who who can like even do that. I think the one thing that I I do want to say is uh, that your <laughs> your mention of it being like potentially like a genre thing like it could have copycats that could also do this well uh this is unlike year walk where we joked about there being a sequel to it yeah this is a game that i would love to see a sequel to like just a continuation on this story yeah uh, was, I, I feel don't like call for that very yeah. often. i feel like they're
1: they wouldn't be interested in it they don't seem like a studio that does sequels but that's just me putting my perception onto them they might be totally into that i have no idea you are right as far as like what it seems like yeah because they they've yet to do one so and i'd probably like to see them just keep making new unique things so more power to them
0: more power to them that's the (laughs) end The thesis here? Yeah. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be talking about detention. And to
1: long listeners of the podcast, it's kind of similar to The Cat Lady, but as made by, like, a Japanese studio.
0: Mm-hmm. Not Japanese, though. Until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at NoClipPodcast.com, where you can find our Twitter... Discord, YouTube channel, our email address, all of our uh, cool episodes about cool, great games, and our also cool episodes about not good games. (laughs) Smash that like button. (laughs) There's just the emergency, I don't know how to end the podcast. Oh, for the art for this episode, can you write out a transcript of the entire episode and have it follow? (laughs) No.